0: America's number one show on pop culture and politics. This is The Michael Medved Show.
1: And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. A great day that was supposed to see a great event, but that's not unfolding today. And who knows if it unfolds tomorrow, or when, or what. We're talking about the ongoing discussion about the uh, legal charges against President Trump. Will those charges even be made? And uh, John Yoo, one of the great legal scholars in the country, and somebody who has a, I think, unique perspective on this, says the problem with what is going on right now with Alvin Bragg and the charges regarding Stormy Daniels is that uh, they are undermining much more serious investigations about much more serious problems for President Trump than something that he did with a porn star back in 2006 and then an alleged payoff in 2016. We're going to be speaking with Professor Yu uh, later in this program about the legal consequences and appropriateness, if any, of any of uh, these various charges against the former president who is more to the point a presidential candidate and a leading presidential candidate uh what about his record what about biden's record what about america's record in handling covid there is a huge report that has a bunch of surprises in it i mean it has surprises that indicate some bad news about the way that we handled COVID, and some uh, encouraging news. It's a, a report from uh, uh, Tom Frieden, who is a former head uh, director of the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. He served from uh, 2009 to uh, 2017 under President Obama. What does he have to say about COVID and how it was handled? And then in a much more encouraging report that actually is is such good news and reassuring news and it's news about happiness and health and uh, a a way that you can actually help to guarantee your own happiness and health and it's particularly good news for women Uh, we will get to that as well and also is it wrong to ask homeless encampments to avoid Placing themselves or to uh, to try to demand that homeless people not camp or set up their uh, makeshift shelters or tents along freeways Well given the number of deaths that are occurring in, in Portland, Oregon, it's almost it's more than one a month uh, people being uh, Killed in homeless encampments because they're too close to the freeways so uh, why is it? that an effort to clear away these encampments has been stymied. We will get to that also on the Michael Medved Show. 1-800-955-1776 is our phone number. And there's a major report that uh, was done at Harvard, at Harvard's University's Human Flourishing Program. And uh, the, the report is from two physicians and it collates a lot of information and very important information about the impact of marriage. The uh, piece is by Brendan Case and Ying Chen, and it appeared recently in the Wall Street Journal. And uh, what they, they, they mention in the piece, and the context, which is very important, they say marriage might be nearly ubiquitous and meaning it's everywhere Yeah, people are very familiar with the institution of marriage but does marriage still matter today as reliable contraception has lowered the stakes of sex and women have achieved political and in some cases economic equality with men perhaps marriage has now become merely optional a capstone as people say rather than a cornerstone of a successful life Still, there are good reasons, write these two doctors, both at the Harvard University Human Flourishing Program. There are good reasons to doubt the benefits of a post-nuptial society. In other words, a society that's dispensed with marriage, either with the never married or the divorced uh, uh, having uh, generally found that the former are healthier and happier than the latter, even today and uh, there are prior studies that have taken place with men and this is a study that takes place with women one of the things that they found out is that men left to their own devices who never marry uh, tend not to be happy or healthy Uh, married men live much longer than men who never married Now, it turns out the same thing now works with women In a new study in the journal Global Epidemiology uh, we examined 11,830 American nurses, all women who were initially never married and compared those who got married between 1989 and 1993 with those who remained unmarried. We assessed how their lives turned out on a wide range of important outcomes including psychological well-being, health and longevity after about 25 years. In most cases, we were able to control for the nurses' well-being and health in 1989 before any of them had gotten married, as well as for a host of other relevant factors such as age, race, and socioeconomic status. Uh, Our findings were striking, in fact, startling. The women who got married in the initial time frame, including those who subsequently divorced, had a 35% lower risk of death for any reason over the follow-up period than those who did not marry in that period. Compared to those who didn't marry, the married women also had lower risk of cardiovascular disease, less depression and loneliness, they were happier and more optimistic, and they had a greater sense of purpose and hope. We also examined the effects of staying married versus becoming divorced. Among those who were already married at the start of the study, Divorce was associated with consistently worse subsequent health and well-being, including greater loneliness and depression and lower levels of social integration. There was also a uh, robust evidence that women who divorced had a 19 percent higher risk of death for any reason over the 35 years of follow-up than those who stayed married. Given how many factors influence health and well-being—genes, diet, exercise, environment, social network, etc.—the fact that marriage could reduce 25-year mortality by more than a third, and that divorce could possibly increase by nearly a fifth, it indicates how important it remains. Given for um, uh, how important it remains, even for modern life. In other words what they are saying is that this very major study with a lot of people and a lot of detail is demonstrating that marriage is good for you which is something I think most people kind of know instinctively but uh, they point out in particular cases uh, marriage aside from the support companionship and affectionate offers is still a crucial constituent of a flourishing life for many women whether this wide range of long-term benefits also holds for the young institution of same-sex marriage we don't know but it, they say but it awaits further research recent research has typically found that unmarried cohabiting couples report less happiness and relationship stability than do married couples And view of marriage's profound effects on our samples health and well-being it is unsettling to consider its rapid displacement from American life. In 2021, for instance, the annual marriage rate reached an all-time low of 28 marriages per 1,000 unmarried people. In other words, part of what they're saying is that some of the problems we have in the country that are leading people like Marjorie Taylor Greene to talk about a national divorce, are really problems that are based on the decline of marriage, which is a manifestly good idea. Uh, what about the numbers on that uh, so called national divorce? How is that going in terms of approval polls? We'll talk about that and much more on the Medved Show. 1
0: 800 955 1776, The Michael Medved Show.
1: Over at the hotline of the National Journal, uh, don't get your hopes up. There's, If anyone was heading to New York to demonstrate or anything like that because they're expecting an arrest today of former President Trump, ain't going to happen. Uh, the uh, National Journal's hotline says... Uh, former President Donald Trump will not be arrested today over his hush-money payment to porn star Stormy Daniels after claiming last Saturday that he would be. The earliest that Manhattan investigators will indict him is tomorrow. That is reported by NBC. Uh, we uh, will be talking, though, about uh, Trump's latest video, which is uh, related to this uh but does not appear to be a crisis right now. Uh, We will see the direction that it goes. We'll also be speaking with John Yu, law professor at University of California at Berkeley, about why it is he believes that this current case actually undermines more serious charges against Trump and may end up helping the former president in that regard. Speaking of presidents, uh, President Xi of China today did a joint press conference with uh, President Putin. And uh, they uh, seem to be striking up quite a bromance. Uh, there are translators who uh, are provided uh, for their questions at the press conference. It sounded through translators a, a bit like this. This is clip one.
2: Russia's and China's views are convergent and very close. China and Russia are resolutely against any states and blocs violating the interests of other countries for the sake of military, political, or economic benefit. We believe that many of the points on the peace plan
1: put forward by China are consistent with the Russian approaches and can be taken as the basis of a peaceful settlement when the West and Kyiv are ready for it. Okay, that was uh, President. Putin of course uh, sounding very reasonable thanks to the translator a different translator had uh, additional co- comments from the uh, a now uh, wanted man uh, he's open for arrest from the international criminal court more on that later but uh, this is more from uh, Putin uh clip 14 listen we've
2: uh, signed two program statements and they reflect fully reflect the nature of Russia-China relations, which are at the highest point of taking the whole history of our two countries, and they, they uh, encompass our comprehensive relationships. Russia and China are tied together through, through our good neighbourly relations.
1: Uh, Good neighborly relations. Kind of like U.S. and Canada, is it? Uh, (laughs) Neither Russia or China rank uh, very high on the list of happiest nations on earth. That uh, is something to be discussed. But uh, uh, China and uh, Russia, not not so much. Canada, um, absolutely. Uh, The uh, chief prosecutor for the International Criminal Court, whose name is Karim Khan, spoke with christian amanpour about the arrest warrant that that court had put out for president putin it's not uh, about to be enforced he is not going to be arrested before president trump that won't happen um, but this is a uh, clip 13.
3: of course at this stage now warrants been issued everybody is presumed innocent uh, it's absolutely right but uh, you know people who say they're innocent normally go before judges and Explain their case and nobody has contacted me I've reached out uh, to the Russian Federation there's a wall of silence uh, I've reached out to the Ukrainians There's very good cooperation and I think um, I will keep on knocking on the door of uh, the Russian Federation but um, it's for them not to speak uh, you know platitudes or invective but to um, put forward the evidence that they say you know to establishes legality choices have consequences and one can't by dint of uh, a official position or the power of a bullet or the power of a gun um, commit crimes with impunity. One needs to be disciplined and comply with the laws and customs of war that have been emphasized since Nuremberg and, and the Balkans and, and Rwanda and we need to show this is not just a paper exercise. Um, and I think this is where people need to reflect for a moment uh, and see what happened to Milosevic, Kradić, Miladic, Charles Taylor, Hyssen the list goes on. He's talking
1: about other people who uh, were prosecuted by the International Criminal Court. The the question here would be, given the level of civilian death, the number of rapes, the number of tortures, the number of uh, murders uh, that have taken place at uh, places like Bucha in uh, Ukraine, if you're not going to do something about Putin, doesn't that show that there is no standard of international justice uh, that uh, for smaller countries, like Samuel Taylor in Liberia, that uh, you'll go after somebody like that, but not someone who controls nuclear weapons? Uh, John Bolton is no fan of the International Criminal Court. He's in uh, Britain. He was speaking to Sky News in Britain about that. Uh, uh, following the warrant that had been issued for the arrest of President Putin last week Uh, this is the former UN ambassador possible presidential candidate John Bolton clip 15
2: I believe and have for many years the International Criminal Court is fundamentally illegitimate Uh, it's not something the United States should cooperate with why this is not in any way to excuse Putin's conduct of the war but there are jurisdictions that can try him Ukraine in particular and ultimately a free Russia to try them. The International Criminal Court is illegitimate because it is an exercise of governmental power in a vacuum uh, without any constitutional framework to restrain it. And it's a very dangerous uh, institution. Uh, And I think the conduct of the International Criminal Court is potentially threatening, at this point, to a diplomatic solution in Ukraine. If you want negotiations to take place, do you think an arrest warrant for Vladimir Putin makes it more likely or less likely he will negotiate this free electron out there, divorced from political control, and I mean that in the constitutional sense? Uh, I just I think is is uh, more of a menace.
1: Okay, the the idea that uh, there could be serious negotiations if uh, if China wanted to greatly enhance uh, its its own status. The uh, obviously they have a great share in uh, helping Vladimir Putin win. there's a powerful column today uh, with the headline China wins if Russia conquers Ukraine. Uh, This is no territorial dispute vital U.S. interests are at stake is the pull quote. The column is by Nikki Haley, who, like John Bolton, was our ambassador to the U.N. And uh, she makes a number of positive and, I think, powerful points. It is one of those situations where I think with some of the problems for uh, that have recently uh, been afflicting the campaign and the hopes of Ron DeSantis, uh, there is a more serious energy behind the Haley campaign. We will get to that and the national divorce topic and more coming up on The Medved Show.
0: one 800 The Michael Medved Show.
1: On the Michael Medved Show, a perspective for the uh, new meeting between uh, Xi and Putin and uh, the discussion of uh, the indictment and the arrest order for uh, President Putin, which is not going to happen. And where I do believe that uh, John Bolton makes a good point is that right now, if you do hope for some kind of negotiated settlement, would that be possible? And the only problem with its possibility would be uh, Putin refusing the only terms that make sense, which is that he not gain from the invasion that he ordered. And uh, at, at what point then does he have a problem? He has a problem going back to the Russian people and saying with all of these dead bodies, Both Ukrainian and Russian, Uh, there have been estimates of more than 100,000 military casualties for the Russians so far in this war, more than 10 times as many as they had in 10 years of war in Afghanistan. In any event, it would not uh, do anything to cement his popularity in Russia, but given the way that the Russian system works right now, he doesn't have to worry about approval, polls, or popularity that much because it's a dictatorship. And uh, people who don't think so are not paying attention. um, Nikki Haley, the candidate for president and former U.N. ambassador, former governor of South Carolina, uh, has written in the Wall Street Journal, this week's meeting in Moscow between Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin is the latest proof that China is Russia's best friend and biggest backer. Everyone knows it, yet President Biden... And some Republicans are failing to realize a corresponding truth. If Russia wins in Ukraine, China wins too. And what she's dealing with is the argument that you hear, uh, unfortunately, from too many Republicans... Is that well we really should care more about China than Russia well the point being that she makes is that if you really care about China and you want to reduce the menace of China to the United States and to Taiwan and to world peace then Russia can't be allowed to win this war because that would be a huge boost to China and China's ambitions Beijing has set its sights on overtaking the U.S. militarily, economically, and culturally. Mr. Xi is in Moscow because supporting Mr. Putin advances his dark vision. He wants Russia to conquer Ukraine so it's easier for China to invade Taiwan. He wants Russia to threaten the rest of Europe because it draws America's attention away from Asia. She writes clearly, don't you think, and makes the case. Mr. Biden's hemming and hawing, writes Nikki Haley, is consistent with his history on national security. More surprising is the weakness from some on the right. They say the U.S. shouldn't care about Ukraine because this war isn't our fight. Some call it a mere territorial dispute. Who did that? Well, one of our opponents for the presidency, Ron DeSantis. They say we should ignore Ukraine so we can focus on China. This has it backward, writes Nikki Haley. China loses if Ukraine wins. Nobody knows this better than Mr. Xi. He wants America to shift attention from Ukraine in the short run because it would give Russia and China an edge in the long run in Europe, Asia, and worldwide. Yet the U.S. can stifle China's ambitions now by helping Ukraine. And we can do it without sending a blank check or risking American troops. And again, it's one of those heroic moments that uh, deserves more attention than it's received is the tiny country of Slovakia. Slovakia just delivered 13 uh, MiG-29s that they had in their Air Force to Ukraine because they understand what the stakes are with this particular fight. Um, the, uh, there are many things we must do to con- counter China on technology, trade, and intelligence, writes Nikki Haley. But it's naive to think we can counter China by ignoring Russia. It's a danger and a dangerous world. And backing away from support for Ukraine would embolden those looking to harm US interests beyond China, Iran, and North Korea uh, they would see a Ukrainian loss as an invitation to evil. Israel, South Korea, and Japan would be at much greater risk, and so would the American people. Our enemies threaten our friends because ultimately they want to defeat and destroy us. And then she concludes her piece. She writes, as ambassador to the United Nations, I saw that when American stan- America stands strong, our enemies step back we need to stand strong with our friends in kiev not least because their victory over russia would have effects extending far beyond ukraine messrs g and putin know it which is why they're meeting in moscow this week the u.s needs a leader who knows it too and does what needs to be done to protect the american people and the freedom we hold dear uh this is going to be a very big issue And it's going to be, I think, a defining issue in uh, terms of who is the Republican nominee. I, I find it very hard to believe that the Republican Party, the party of Ronald Reagan, is actually going to go for a candidate who wants to basically abandon Ukraine because we don't consider it a vital interest. The president who defined the evil empire, who said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Uh, Mr. Putin, stop the needless bloodshed. That's uh, the message, it seems to me, for 2024, Uh, and, and actually should be a message transmitted before the beginning of the new year, of the election year. Speaking of which 66 million Americans reportedly want a national divorce There is a new poll that shows a growing number back Marjorie Taylor Greene's call for a split between blue and red states Uh, Congresswoman Greene says the US needs a national divorce between the red and the blue the shocking poll shows that one-fifth of Americans agree with this idea And then they say here, this is from the Daily Mail, secessionist movements are alive and well in Texas and eastern Oregon. That's misleading because Texas doesn't want to, and the secessionist movement in in Oregon doesn't want to leave the United States. They just want to shift control of a couple of counties in eastern Oregon to Idaho. And in other words, it would change not the borders of the United States. It wouldn't even add an extra state or subtract a state from the United States. It would take some pieces of Oregon that have much more in common with Idaho, particularly in terms of their conservative approach to culture and to politics. And uh, we've had the people on from the greater Idaho movement. Which is a serious movement where uh, votes in, I think it's already sixteen of these counties. It's a bunch of counties lightly populated in Eastern Oregon that want to shift from counties in Eastern Oregon to being coming counties in western uh, and and southern Idaho. So uh, any chance that this will happen? That's not unthinkable and wouldn't damage the United States at all. But the idea of red states separating from blue states, the idea of states separating from one another... uh, (laughs) I think you could say that there have been terrible ideas in American history. Can anyone think of an idea that has worked out worse than secession? uh the uh daniel webster said it very well the union forever liberty and union now and forever a uh, one and inseparable uh coming up there is a story uh one that is being discussed on nbc and elsewhere that though we know a president has never been indicted before not a current president or a, an ex president One of the uh, questions that has been uh, raised and uh, is that: Is it true that even though no president has ever before been indicted, no president or former president, and uh, indictments look likely for President Trump, certainly not today? but maybe tomorrow, and uh, maybe further indictments in Georgia and further indictments, w- we will so see. But uh, there is this story that they've talked about on NBC, and it's a story that reportedly took place in 1872. And that was when uh, U.S. Grant was finishing his first term, and President Grant, who of course had been the great hero of the Civil War, the victorious general for the North, uh, U.S. Grant uh, was apparently stopped by a police officer in Washington and arrested for speeding in uh, his, uh, his carriage. And this is not widely accepted. Uh, Michael Beschloss, who is a historian who reports for NBC, has said that... Uh, Look, uh, this, is, this is one of those stories that has been kicking around for a long time, but it supposedly took place in 1872. The first time it was reported was when a former police officer recalled it from in 1908. And who knows what uh, retired cops may say about a very famous American. So again, I wouldn't take this too seriously. Taking something far more seriously, uh, there's news about the World Baseball Classic where uh, there is going to be the USA versus Japan for the championship. Japan has won the championship in the World Baseball Classic twice. USA won last time, four years ago. And people are saying that this Game between the United States and Japan could be the most watched baseball game of all time. Uh, Japan versus Korea got 55 million in Japan watching. Uh, Japan versus Italy got 62.5 million, and that compares to last year's World Series, which um, which averaged 12 million viewers. So you're talking about a lot more people watching this game, particularly in Japan, and part of it is because of the Japanese Superman, Shohei Otani, of the Los Angeles Angels, who uh, uh, is actually leading the Japanese team, whereas another member of the Angels team, Mike Trout, is leading the U.S. team, which is also comprised of superstars who have done phenomenally well, particularly Trey Turner. In any event... The uh, last night, Japan beat Mexico to get into the final game. And the highlight was a walk-off double uh, to advance to the championship against the U.S. And uh, Soha Otani had led the ninth inning by uh, getting a hit and getting on base, so he ended up scoring the winning run, naturally. Uh, this is what the, uh, uh, the the highlight, the winning hit that settled the game and sent Japan to an, another championship against the USA. What it sounded like, clip four. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> look. It's it's uh, great for baseball, and uh, uh, the uh, the game uh, between Japan and the USA, which of course you've got to root for the USA to win. However, to uh, admire our friends and allies from Japan is also uh, uh, is is also very understandable, and and seems to me very wholesome. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, wholesome uh, the happiest place on earth Uh, no it's not supposed to be Disneyland and that has nothing to do with Ron DeSantis and his arguments about Disneyland and with the Disney corporation it's according to new UN rankings Uh, this is uh, the way that those rankings played out Uh, listen clip eight
3: If you're looking to put a smile on your face, maybe head over to Finland. For the sixth year in a row, Finland was the world's happiest country, according to World Happiness Report rankings. In life expectancy, social support systems, and overall freedoms, Finland topped other countries. Other top nations included Denmark, Iceland, Sweden, and Norway. The U.S. came in at number 15.
1: Okay, uh, not bad. What was sort of a surprise here, especially given some of the problems and publicity difficulties, is Israel ranking as high as it did. Israel had been number 12 in the world in terms of the World Happiness Index and had moved up to number 4. Uh, not everything is a uh, a disaster that can be blamed upon the new uh, government's return to power of Benjamin Netanyahu and speaking of returning to power President Biden had a first uh, in the last 24 hours he vetoed his first bill uh, this was a bipartisan measure it was actually a a measure that would have uh, prevented uh, various uh, corporations that were giving financial advice from confusing or using uh, standards of wokeness, standards of uh, inclusion and diversity and uh, uh, general uh, liberal values from Uh, being used. This bill that blocked that kind of account was vetoed by President Biden. And here is the uh, video that uh, the president released to his social media accounts about the the veto and why he did it. Uh, Listen, clip five.
0: I just signed this veto because the legislation passed by the Congress would put at risk the retirement savings of individuals across the country. They couldn't take into consideration investments that wouldn't be impacted by climate, impacted by overpaying executives, and that's why I decided to veto it. It makes sense to veto it.
1: Okay, uh, well, again, there's little chance that the veto will be overridden, it seems to me. Um, There's uh, also a uh, a question about uh, white fragility, uh, which we will cover next hour. Uh, Robin DiAngelo, who is the author of that concept of white fragility and the author of the best-selling book by that title, Uh, she says people of color need to get away from white people. Really? People of color need to get away from white people and have some community with each other? Didn't Scott Adams, the uh, cartoonist who was behind Dilbert, get into a world of trouble and a world of hate because he said something very similar that had major consequences for him? saying that uh, people white people should get away from people of color does this really only work in one direction uh... there's also the uh, latest view to video uh, released today not on the occasion of any kind of indictment or arrest but a video concerning all of that from uh... president trump we will play that for you and you'll hear what he has to say And what about the testimony of the last-minute witness in this uh, stormy Daniels alleged hush money case a witness who uh, used to be an advisor a legal advisor to Michael Cohen who was the star witness against Trump but was his testimony undermined effectively by that other star witness and then there are facts and fictions about what happened with the COVID uh, pandemic, we will take a look at them and those areas where actually Americans did better and we responded more successfully than a lot of people realized to a deadly pandemic that nonetheless claimed a million US lives. We will get to that and to more. John, you on the legal future of President Trump That and more in this greatest nation on God's green earth. For special discounts on history
0: shows, check out medvidhistorystore.com.